0: Royals, Mets tonight. Game 4, 8 o'clock. Who is going to win this one? Will the Mets tie the series up at 2-2 to after their strong series win last night? Or will the Royals take a commanding 3-1 to series lead? We will see tonight going for the Royals. We have Chris Young, who had an 11-6 record on the year. Who actually pitched 53 pitches in game 1. He pitched 3 scoreless innings in relief. And he won the game for the Royals in that late-inning game on Game 1 of the World Series. Now, the Mets got Steven Matz going. He is 4-0 and in the year with a 2.27 ERA. And last time he went out on the mound, he pitched a solid four two-thirds innings against the Chicago Cubs. He didn't get the win, but the Mets eventually went on to finish the sweep. So, who's got the advantage in this one? Well, the for Chris Young... He's only faced four Mets before, and only Ioannis Cespedes has gotten a hit off of him. As far as Mats goes, he has faced no one in the Royals lineup, and his last three starts, he's gone 16 innings and with two wins. So, Young has the Game 1 going for him, and Mats has his recent performances going for him, and neither one has faced each of the other lineups much at all, if at all. And the narrative for the series so far, I think, has been that the Royals are neutralizing the Mets' strength, which is throwing 95-mile-an-hour-plus fastballs. The Royals are a very, very good fastball-hitting team, and they don't strike out much. And part of not striking out much is you put the ball in play. So with that philosophy or with that mindset, they test the defense a lot. And that allows errors to be made, plays to not go the way they should. Like when Cespedes tried to catch that ball in center field and made that half-hearted attempt to stick his glove out, that on a strikeout, which may have normally occurred on a team that isn't the Royals, that gives the opportunity, the Royals give the ball the opportunity to just make something happen. That's That's all you can ask when you're facing pitchers as... Dominant as Harvey and DeGrom and Cindergard, We saw last night that narrative change a little bit, though, as Cindergard was able to get 16 swing and misses, and no other starter for the Mets had more than seven in the series. So Harvey and DeGrom did not do a good job of making the Royals hitters swing and miss, which is why the ball were able to put in play, and the Royals were able to get some of their innings going, and like I said, Syndergaard did a much, much better job than that, and while that obviously doesn't tell the whole story of the game, because the Mets have to score runs too, it is a very eye-catching number to see that Syndergaard, the whole aspect of the game changed, the whole flow of the game changed, because he was able to make Royals hitters swing and miss. And not to mention that first pitch of the game, which I thought was maybe a little dirty, but definitely sent a message that he's going to, Cindergard is not going to back off, and he's going to keep pounding you inside and with his heat. Well, you might be asking yourself, why has the narrative been about the Royals neutralizing the Mets fastballs? Like, what, how has that had such a big impact? Well, or what are the stats that show you how that has such an impact. And the Royals, really the stats are kind of amazing. The Royals against fastballs over 95, greater than or equal to 95 miles an hour, they're hitting 284. And they slugged 436 against those same type of pitches. So not only do they hit the ball often, but they get things done when they face those kind of pitches. They've only struck out against 95 mile an hour fastballs 15.1% of the time, which a 95-mile-an-hour fastball is high heat. That's cheese. That's, that's really fast. And the fact that they only strike out 15% of the time on those is pretty unbelievable. They have the ability to put the ball in play. Like, again, not striking out. like That number in itself is very good. But what it means beyond just the actual number is they're putting the ball in play. They might be getting hits. They might be getting sack flies. As They're not striking out. They're not just going up there and coming back down. To the dugout and I wouldn't be talking about how well the Mets could hit fastballs if or I wouldn't be talking about how well the Royals could hit fastballs if there wasn't a team throwing them fastballs and that is what the Mets do of pitchers who started 20 games or more Noah Sindergaard led the MLB with, the, with an average fastball speed of 97.1 miles an hour now the Royals also have a fastball thrower on their team in Ventura so the Royals no heat but the Mets really just outclass them in that regard Harvey was fourth of pitchers who started 20 games or more with an average speed of 96 and DeGrom ranked 11th at 93 and a half so the Mets that clearly is a Mets strength is throwing heat three of their top 5 three of their five starters are throw over 94 miles an hour so what does that all mean for tonight's game? We know that the Royals hit fastballs very well and that the Mets like to throw fastballs. But we have different pitchers going tonight, Young and Mats. And Mats isn't as much as a fireballer as Cindergard or DeGrom or Harvey. And we saw last night in Game 3 that if you can make the Royals swing and miss, then you have a chance to win part of their part of their offense is just putting the ball in play and hoping that things happen. Sometimes there are errors, sometimes you find a hole, sometimes you get a sacrifice fly. Whatever works to get the offense going is what the Royals are gonna do. And Mats is not as like I said, Mats is not that high heat that high velocity guy that we know that we know of the other Mets fireballers to be. That's not saying he doesn't have a fastball he he has velocity it's just not up to the level of ninety five or ninety six like we've been seeing the past few nights, which might be a something of a something that the Royals have to take into account and plan for but matt's matt's he's only he only has four four wins on the year, no losses, so he hasn't pitched too too much and he had his torn he had a torn muscle that, that made him miss a couple of months during the regular season. But his last few times out there against the Dodgers and the Cubs have been very good performances. He's only given up 10 hits combined and 4 earned runs in the last 2 games. Which in playoff games, 10 hits and 4 earned runs over the course of 2 games you're going to give your team a very good chance to win. And Matt's why I think Mats might have some success against the Royals tonight, he's not, like I said, he's not that typical high-velocity pitcher. He can get to you low 90s, but he has other pitches that he can use to get you out or maybe make you swing at something that you don't want to. He's got his curveball, when he was younger, he's developed his curveball a lot this year. He's been talking to his pitching coaches, and he's re- he had struggled with it before, but he's improved on it lately and he knows that it's important to try and get swings and misses with that curveball because fastballs obviously don't have as much movement and if he struggles with that curve he will he's going to have to throw fastballs and obviously changeups too he can fix it at some point but if he do, if he's not able to get that slider at uh, that curve excuse me down then he will have to throw fastballs and I think Mets will have success tonight, but he will, I think he'll, will, he'll run into a little bit of trouble as well. I think for the most part he'll do well, but eventually he's going to have to start throwing some fastballs, and that's when the Royals are really going to start teeing off on him. Now, that's all well and good for the Mets, but what do the Royals have to look forward to tonight with Chris Young? As I said before, he's got an 11-6 and record. And he also pitched in Game 1 this series, so he's pitching on 3 days rest. However, he has pitched on 3 days rest before, actually 3 times this year. And he's got a 1-1 record with a 1.07 ERA in those instances. So, you have to think as a Royal fan, generally seeing a, or as a baseball fan, generally seeing a pitcher pitch on 3 days rest is not good. But... Chris Young has had experience. He's a he's a veteran. He's a very he's a seasoned veteran. He knows how to prepare his body. He knows how to mentally prepare so that he can go out and operate efficiently off 3 days rest. So, but you know that with that his prior experience in pitching on 3 days rest that the Royals can feel somewhat confident. A one and run record with a 1.07 ERA is very good, especially considering you only have 3 days of rest. So, that might You can look at it both ways. You can say the Mets, oh, this guy's coming in. He already pitched game one. There's no way he's going to be ready for our bats in game four. Or you can take the Royals' perspective, which would be, hey, you know, this guy's pitched three times before in these situations, and I can can only say good things about him. So the Royals don't have their backs against the wall necessarily, with Chris Young going up there. Yost is very confident in his ability to get outs, and he doesn't think that him pitching on three days rest will have as much of an impact. This is Sporting Chance with your host, Tim Holadik. We are talking Royals-Mets today, a game four preview after that game three blowout by the Mets last night. I doubt anyone saw that coming. I know I didn't and everybody was definitely put on high alert after Noah Syndergaard's high and inside pitch. Now, Kansas City can potentially end the series in Miami, baseball doing the 2-3-2 format, two games home for the number one seed, three games away, and then end it with two games at home. They're already up 2-1 in the series, and a win tonight would put a lot of pressure on Matt Harvey who's starting who's going to be starting tomorrow against Volquez. The Mets have a chance to tie this series or really be struggling for the rest of it. A I tell you 3, three to 1 and 2 to 2 is only a one game difference, but boy does it feel like a lot a lot heavier, a lot deeper of a hole to dig out of than a 2-2. Two, two. Well, 2-2 two, two, you're even, you're not really in a hole, but 3 to 1 it's possible to win three games in a row. It's you know you you get that idea of we gotta take one game at a time, one game at a time, and just play every game like it's the last game you're ever gonna play, and hopefully you can tie it back up and take it to seven. But really, it's human nature when you think about it. To just you think about how much work is cut out for you, and if the Mets were to lose tonight really it's impossible as a human to not just look at that and say well boys we got a lot of work ahead of us it's going to be really difficult for us to get this to get this series going and if you start thinking like that then you're not you're not focusing on playing you're not focusing on hitting the ball it's just not it's a mental it's a slippery slope mentally and i ultimately i think the mets will win this game though i think their home crowd their their home crowd has been just like the Royals crowd really. They've been starved for winning, and I think that Mats will come out and impress some people with the stuff he has. I'm gonna say this is gonna be a four to three Mets victory. I think that they're gonna tie the series up two two, and I think Game Five is gonna be one of the biggest games, obviously of the series, but in recent memory because I think this will Game Five's winner will ultimately determine the series winner, but. As far as game four, I see the Mets winning. I see too much stuff from Steven Matz for the Royals to be able to handle. I like how the Mets offense has woken up. And I really think that they're not gonna let this opportunity slip away because being down 2 0 being down two oh, it felt like the ceiling was caving in on them. But after that, two one, you know, if someone has to be up two one at this point, so you know, just go out, go out there, tie the game four four. And get on to tomorrow. So that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed the baseball preview World Series on tonight at 8.07. Don't miss it. Don't miss us next time. Sporting Chance. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps)